Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the Man Up Podcast, and uh, we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas, which if you have a globe, you'll be able to see that we're right outside of Houston. So um, it's right after Halloween, and all the fellows showed up, and uh, they're, they're not in costume, which is awesome. And it's the seventh game of the World Series, and they're still here. So we're, we're so happy that we have the panel here. And um, we have started a new study. It's called Going Viral, the Birth and Advance of the Church. Pretty interesting study, and it's going to be different from being called to serve because we're looking at religion collectively as opposed with individually. So have a great panel here, and I want to go ahead, and I'm going to introduce them first. And then I'm going to have them not only give their impression of this particular lesson, but also of the overall study. Because I suspect that some of you out there listening are kind of like me. Or maybe you will relate to one of the other fellows here. And I lied on our intro. I am sorry. I say that we're not pastors, but I'm going to go ahead and introduce one. We do have one here, and he came once before. We didn't scare him off. He came back as Pastor Larry Post. He's an accountant also, so uh, keep your numbers in check, and uh, he's also a great guy. So we have him also uh, coming back as we've got our our regular suspects, and suspect is a great term because he's an attorney. He's a prosecutor. We call him the judge. Michael Cropper is back. And also, just in case I, <clears throat> I don't get humbled enough being the leader here, we have a world-class trainer here for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, he's a great guy and smart as a whip. Uh, the professor, we call him. Robert Koshu is here. And in case you were worried about risk, we have an insurance man here. He's also our deacon, Mr. Kyle Trahan. So that is our panel for tonight. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a sales guy, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer and a filmmaker, too. So uh, hope this is not only informing, spiritually enriching, but also a little bit entertaining as well. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start, uh, start with the judge and ask him to go ahead and introduce himself. I want the fellows to introduce themselves so you'll recognize their voices. Give the impression of this, where the study is and also uh, of this particular lesson itself. And uh, okay. Judge. Uh, Michael Cropper. Uh, it's good to be here, folks. And, uh, good to talk about the lesson. We, uh, when we get together, we all seem to find things that we wouldn't find had we not been together and talked about it. So. Uh, I'm pleased. The new book is, as as Bill said, going viral. It's about the birth and advance of the church. And uh, the first lesson we'll be talking about tonight regards witnessing and the Great Commission that Jesus himself gave to the church as he was being taken up. Um, And I I like that because 
I, I, I never thought of the church as being formed after he's being taken up, but what the, our author of this book and this lesson seems to, to infer is that uh, while Jesus was here and he did the miracles and he taught his lessons, uh, he was preparing the people to prepare a church. So it, it, it seems like he's not referring to them as a church yet, but until after he leaves and goes up. And then, of course, the next lesson will be just a fantastic lesson. It's sequential to this and it, what we're preparing for today, and that's simply empowering the apostles, disciples, and ourselves with the ability to witness right. because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right, very good. Professor? The book Acts is one of those interesting books because, first and foremost, it's part two. Yeah. It was written yeah, by Luke. Yeah, okay, I get and, that. And Luke is part one. <clears throat> Introduced to the same person, Theophilus, you're going to read later. Mm -hmm. And so Luke tells us, this is Jesus. This is who Jesus was. This is what Jesus did. The book of Acts is part two. It's the sequel mm -hmm. that says, here's what Jesus' disciples did with what he taught us. And so this is kind of part two. And it's really a history lesson. And it's right. about witnessing. Absolutely. It's about witnessing, but it's also about history. And it's about where we came from. The church, a lot of people say the church was born at, at Easter. Sort of, yeah, but it was really born at Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And we're going right. to see that next week. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of the the prequel to the birth of the church. This is kind of the mm -hmm. the the dad grabbing the diaper bag and we're going to run to the hospital to give birth. Is this yeah, lesson. yeah, that's, 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 that's really good. So it's really kind of a setup for what's coming next right. to where we can get, and, and I love the title of this lesson, Going Viral, because that is, that is such a, I'm going to guess no one in this room had ever heard the term going viral Millennium. until maybe five years ago at the earliest. Yeah, you know, the, maybe you know, with the videos and everything. Yeah, right, and all right. And so, yeah. but in reality, that's what it did, mm -hmm. and this is the story of that. Vi this is the story of what happened to a YouTube video that got posted. Right, right. Yeah. In the long way. Country hand. Well, you know, when we talk acts, you know, playing on what you said, the dad grabbing the bag and he's running out. That's what this first one is, uh, Acts one one through fourteen. You know, they're, they just watched Jesus be taken in a cloud back into heaven. Mm -hmm. And now they've gone to the upper room, mm -hmm. and they're waiting. They went to the waiting room with the bag. Right. And they are sitting there waiting right. on what's to come next. Yeah. And next, going They have no forward, idea what it is, though. Right. They? What they've been told, I'm going to anoint you through the Holy Spirit with fire. Well, that doesn't sound very good to me. Uh, I, I heard about those old guys in, in the Old Testament, you know, that walked through fire. Well, that was kind of cool, I'm sure. But what in the world does that really mean? you got to know these guys are still crazy scared. They don't know. All right, Jesus Absolutely. came back for, 20, you know, for 40 days, but now he's gone again. So now your world was turned upside down, came back into light, now upside down again. And you're sitting in a room trembling going, okay, I'm expecting something good and I'm trusting in God and Jesus. But what in the world's all that mean? And that's where I see this lesson. And then moving forward, you get anointed with the Holy Spirit and 
Absolutely. Oh, and, the things to come. And, and at one point, you left the crazy Fisher guy in charge. No, he did. Had your waiting in the upper room scared, that was a good point. You know, you left the crazy, because we, ha we all have to know, Peter was the crazy Fisher guy of the bunch. Right. He, he's my favorite disciple because he's the guy that says, he is the man's man that says, take charge, go. <laughs> Every right. time. Yeah, and yeah. you left him before in charge. Right. Yes. Before he thinks. Before no, he thinks. Good. Very right, good point, Mike. Right. And you left him in charge. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, right. That's very good. Pastor? Were we were we wrong or were we right on this? No, I think you're I think you're right on. And which part? <laughs> which part? Right, right. Yeah. Which part yes. Right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But I but I think you need to kind of at the same time step back because there's a lot of people who don't particularly care for the Book of Acts, not because of what it does, but there's not really a lot. Of, excuse me, a lot of theology that okay. most people. Can, can glean out of the book of Acts. But if you really step back and look at the book, it's like y'all said, there's a lot of basis, there's a lot of foundational history in this. And also, like what Kyle was saying, these disciples, these people, these early church fathers, if you will, they had no idea what was in store for them. Because there, if you think about it, the 11, soon to be 12, mm -hmm. not Matthias, but Saul, Paul of Tarsus, mm -hmm. all but one of them are in some way or another going to be faced with a situation of persecution, imprisonment, and martyrdom. Mm -hmm. The only one that basically survives is John, and he's exiled to an island and lives there for basically the rest of his life. Right. And they think they're, they go to Jerusalem in the upper room, and I think most of, if not all of them, think, well, this is where we're going to be witnessing. This is where we're going to be teaching. <laughs> and they had no idea that what was to face them, and they didn't understand what Christ meant way. Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. And it's that uttermost parts of the world that's going to get them. Right. That's going to get them. And the, the only way that they're going to do that is through the persecution. <coughs> the persecution is what scatters them and that's makes true. them get out of their comfort zones mm -hmm. and get out and witness. Yeah, and I think it's, it's a good, good point, point you brought out. They they really do get hung up on the ends of the earth because they go through that whole Jewish debate. Oh yes, that we're going right. to hear about mm -hmm. much right. later in yes. the book. Yes, and Absolutely. that you know, at that boy, that was a barrier <laughs> for him to get over. A lot right. of aspects of it too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and now that you've heard from each of the uh, each of our panelists, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. So if you have a Bible or an app, go ahead and get it out. We are in Acts. This is Acts one. Verses 1 through 14. And this is from our book, The Birth and Advance of the Church. This is lesson one <clears throat> the mission instructions. <clears throat> Acts 1, 1 through 14. The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. 
To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of forty days, and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or epochs when the Father has fixed his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, that is Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Isn't that... Can I... Go ahead. Okay, when you look at 6 through 8 there, Bill, and, and, and I love this because the first thing the apostles say, and the disciples, everybody there is say... Um, are you going to restore the kingdom? Is this the time when God your Father restores the kingdom? So they're thinking, are they thinking of this small area of Jerusalem itself, pardon me, uh, Israel itself, when they're talking to him about that? But he's really saying, uh, you have no idea. I'm going to empower you with such a power, coming in the next lesson, which we'll talk about, that it's going to be, you, you can't fathom the kingdom of God, because it's going to have to do with sin versus parameters in geographical boundaries, right? Well, and they they were still going back to the their Jewish heritage because what was the original idea that they had for the goal and the idea of the Messiah? They wanted the Messiah to come and do one thing, to route Rome, route the yeah. Roman influence and, the, and their dominance, and do away with all that and establish God's kingdom on earth again as they had seen it when the children of Israel were brought up out of uh, bondage in Egypt. Yep. They, they're, they're, they thinking, have, they're thinking Jesus is sitting on David's throne yes. and, they're the, and they're the 12 advisors around the throne room. Yeah, right. I think they they're are, still stuck on that. They are. They are <laughs> stuck on that. Yeah, that's a man thing though. Oh yeah, I, you know. What I'm I, no, I'm serious. I mean, that is that is a man thing, taking control of the situation at hand, but not looking 
farther than the boundaries. You, you, you know, right. see, that's a that's the thing about men. Men have order within the boundaries. They don't think beyond the boundaries because they can't control it. Well, and that too. But they were all they were also making the same mistake that we do. Mm-hmm. They were looking at it from their perspective, not God's perspective. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And no, God's no perspective, question. from God's perspective, he had already established his kingdom. Mm-hmm. He did that 30, 20 years, or so days before mm-hmm. on the cross. The temple was destroyed and rebuilt in three days. All of that came true, but they just didn't understand what the new yeah. temple was all about. Jesus had already done that. And they're, they're still they're, stuck. They're still stuck back in the back in what we think we're gonna get and, yes. and yeah they're they're yeah. waiting for the mind blown moment. <laughs> but, true. Yeah, true. but I'm on that very thought process is, you know everything you've known for three years was destroyed. Mm-hmm. In one afternoon, right. or Thursday oh, yeah, evening yeah, and yeah, Friday, right, yeah, right, absolutely one twenty-four hour day, a long yes. weekend. Everything, <laughs> right? The one and, day, everything was destroyed in their initial eyes, mm-hmm. and you don't realize what all's coming. You've had forty days of the most chaotic, what Ter- terror? Yeah. Because and, remember I mean, what happened to them. I mean, at the at the time of the crucifixion, what did they happen? They scattered. Right. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, scattered. Of course, of course. Matter of exactly. fact, Jesus has to go out to Galilee for a couple to grab some of them because they they right. they started running and they kept running. <laughs> yeah. Some started fishing again. That's yep. right. They go back to what you know. But I mean, yeah. that's that's right. In that way, well, it's over. Yeah. Exactly. I thought that very thing of you know, okay, well, Jesus is dead. Well, everything we work for, right? But it's gone. So I'm going right back to what I know. I'm going to go jump in a fishing boat, and I'm going to throw a net over there, and i earn a living. Yeah. And you don't realize what is coming here. Yeah. You know? You don't know what part of the story you are. Because <laughs> they were thinking that the story was basically over. <laughs> Instead, the story is just beginning. Mm-hmm. And... And when you think the story is over, your legacy is done. Mm-hmm. Instead of you're starting to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've said before on this podcast, to me, there's three stages of life. There's learn, there's live, and then there's legacy. They thought that they were at the end of the legacy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas the reality is, they they're, learned, they're in, and they were about to... Yeah, that is exactly it. They're back or, and learn. Or because, relearn. Yeah. Or, and learn yeah, the actually, new. Larry's right. Relearn is actually the better way. Right. Because what they learned from Jesus, when Jesus was there with them, and I think this is the thing where the Holy Spirit is needed by them mm-hmm. in more ways than one, they're still looking at everything Jesus taught from the Sermon on the Mount to the temple being torn down in three they're still looking at it through the wrong lens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and understandably so. Right, no. Because, yeah, yeah. Because they, three they, years they know their sounds context. like a long time, yep. but three years of trying to assimilate what Christ mm-hmm. was telling them is not a lot of time. No, it, yeah. it, we, we think of, I, I, had to, I had to stop and think today because we were talking about how long I had been with my current boss, and it was when I was in Nashville. 
And I said, well, you know, I've been with him for two years. And my wife goes, no, it's been three. What had this been? Oh, yeah, it has been three. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just to show you yeah. how fast. And, you know, and that's with all of our modern conveniences. We think it's fast. And for them, there is no sun goes up, sun goes down. Hey, it's cold again. That must mean it's winter type scenario. So they don't have the marks on the calendar like we do even. Yeah, but imagine being there firsthand. Oh, yeah. And you heard Sermon on the Mount today. Did anybody record that? <laughs> what are we doing? You can't go home yeah. and read it. This? See, right. in this day, I mean, how many, oh, all right, so yeah. we didn't study the Bible as Catholics, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've said that. How many of you were raised Baptist? And you've been studying the Bible all of your life. These guys had three years and you got to hear it one time out of the man's mouth. And you better digest it, understand it, or you may miss it. And we can and, digest and, it and read it and a, now, a thousand different versions and still and not get it today. They're being told not only that, but guess what? In very short period of time, you're going to get to go out and witness and yeah. bring this word to what I've said to everybody that you come in contact with. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Now, and, 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 the scary part for them, and they probably didn't realize it, was somebody said it before. They're in that transition period. Christ is gone, but they haven't got the internal guide yet. They haven't got the Holy Spirit yet. Yeah. Right. And they haven't been able to internalize that and have somebody to rely on when they're faced with a situation, and just like we all are in witnessing. There is no feeling that, for me, that is harder than trying to witness to someone because I just feel absolutely inadequate at it, you know. But the thing about it is, and and I was talking with my wife about it, and I'm just, I know this is a man thing. We're not supposed to bring up women, but <clears throat> but she said, you know, you're advancing the church with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I mean. Yeah, but Bill, you have, you, a great, you have a great testimony for the Lord. You shared that Sunday morning. You said, I never had a desire to go out and do drugs and do all these things. You shared with us that you went to church with your dad and your mother from the time you were small. I'll yeah. tell you what, if God hadn't interceded with me, I might be dead. Because yeah. I was into I was into everything you can imagine. And I played with the rock bands and it was my yeah. intent to never get married but to have fun with every girl I possibly could have. Right, right. And uh, so anyway... What you don't realize, you you have a great testimony, and you, and if somebody asks you, what is your testimony for the Lord? Man, I loved with my parents. They went to church, and I loved being with them all the time. I never thought of doing anything else my whole life. Well, I I hate to dispel <coughs> your uh, your impression of me, but uh, I wasn't the <coughs> I wasn't the straightest of arrows. But I can tell you this: I, one thing I do remember from being a kid is the wisdom of elders and mm-hmm. yeah. and if you have an older person around you take a moment to listen to him because i asked my grandpa one time why he went to church every sunday yeah. and he told me something so profound i'll never forget it he goes well going to church straightens me out and it lasts about seven days <laughs> <laughs> well and, 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 you know? and i think it's it's one of those, and witnessing takes on many forms. 
A, a right. lot of times when we hear witnessing, mm-hmm. we we think of I'm going to go down and I've got the track and I'm going to run through the the Romans Road with right. the person I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. Whereas how I now I grew up Catholic light. I grew up Episcopalian. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Catholic light. And okay. they're uh, sitting next to each other. Yeah, in case know. you guys don't realize. So, so. Um, okay. But how how I got to the Baptist church is I was dating a girl. Yeah. And imagine that. <laughs> and yeah. and she played piano at mm-hmm. a church. Mm-hmm. And so every Sunday night we would drive down. I wouldn't go Sunday morning because I was working at the grocery store. But on Sunday night I couldn't go to the go to go to my church because we only had Sunday morning stuff. Right. So I was like, okay, I'll go with her. You know, because hey, she's good looking and we're dating, so yeah. I'll go to church with her. So we drove and the pastor was doing the Baptist Faith and Message study. The old 65 version, I think, Larry? 63. 63. I was trying to remember the year. And he was running through it. And never pressured me. Knew the story. Completely knew. You know, the girl and I had started dating because I was a swimmer. She was a tennis player. You know, she was a cute girl in the tennis outfit waving at me as I drove by every day. You know? Way to the pool. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's spiritual. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, so I started going with her. And eventually, as we're going through the Baptist faith and message, I'm reading through and I'm going, well, that makes sense. <laughs> right, right. Well, why? Well, hold on. Well, if we're doing, well, that makes a lot more sense than what I'm hearing over here. Right. You know, and, and but that was a witness to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't him pounding me over the head. It wasn't, you know, anything else. It was literally just living it. Well, and talking. And you know, one thing I really thought is good about the title of this, Going Viral. And you think about, of course, Going Viral, I mean, that has the connotation ah. of, of like a, a YouTube video going viral. Uh-huh. A disease. But, but, well, you know how it just <laughs> kind of goes off like typhoid. It can be the same. Uh, but, the, but the thing about it is, but also viral is close quarters. Well, of spreading the D's. And, and that's kind of like witnessing. Witnessing affects the people in your circle of influence. Right. You don't necessarily have to go out and witness to strangers three counties away. The witness that you live affects the people like your neighbors. Well, The it, people that you work with or It hang also with. has a connotation of going viral... There, very few things go viral from a cyber standpoint because it was designed to go viral. Okay, I get that. Unique. It has its own the, quality well, that created viral, it. One of the things that went viral yesterday, we're in Houston, World Series Game 7 tonight, and one of the things that went viral yesterday was it's meant to be, and it had pictures of candy corn, Everyone saw this next to an old school Astro jersey with the rainbow stripes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody sent it to me. I sent it to one person at my office. Next thing I know, I'm getting emailed from my friend in LA who's a Dodgers fan, going, "No, just no." <laughs> and the candy's gross. <laughs> you know, but that's a viral thing. It wasn't designed to be viral. It was a natural sharing of something. That, oh, this is funny. Here, look, Kim. Right. 
and then it goes all over, and it ended up all over AIG, evidently. Right. And it's because I got a text from my son and went, oh, that's funny. Let me send it to, and I didn't send right. it to my Dodger buddy. I was going to. I just hadn't got to it before she kicked it back to me and said, no, no. All right. Well, and you know, when we talk witnessing and all, you know, a lot of people think you're, you're in front of a group or even just one-on-one and it's spilling all of your guts of what you know about mm-hmm. Jesus and, and all of that. You know, all right, so I wear a little cross on my shirt. Some guys wear a cross around their neck. You know, I used to wear one around my neck. People go, hey, nice cross. Now I get, oh, are you a pastor? I get that more often than not by wearing a cross on my lapel mm-hmm. versus three inches over around mm-hmm. my neck. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And it just sometimes opens those conversations. And for me, more often than not, it's just listening. They, they just want to spill their guts of whatever. And, and, you know, you may not even say the word of Jesus, but I always bring God and, you know, you never know and you let the conversation tailor itself and God it's brings the words. It's a natural progression. Right. And, you know, but it, it's just that subtle little thing to open the conversation. And sometimes that in itself is the witness. Even if you're in a horrible place and you see that on somebody's lapel and it just makes you think of God. Right. If you're in a horrible mindset, who has been in a horrible mindset this month? All right, that's today, by the way, because this is the first one. Right. Has anybody not? I was in a bad mindset, and if I had seen a cross or something like that, you know, it may have just put me in a better light. It's almost expected empathy or and compassion. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You're putting it out there that, you know, non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also get a lot of people, uh, you know, apologizing for cursing around you. Which I'm a sailor, so <laughs> right. I'm never offended, but it's right. quite funny. They blurt something out. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right, right. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Offended. I'm going to have to start wearing a cross. <laughs> You're an attorney. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to help. <laughs> right, it better right. be one big cross. Right, right. But you, know, you brought up a really good point. And, and, and that sometimes we've never really differentiated between preaching versus teaching, versus sharing as mm. witnesses, right? Yes. Those uh, right okay, that very, is a very different thing. I had the trouble of, of, of taking witness, and I was afraid to do it because I thought, oh, I'm supposed to go to the person and shotgun, just like you said. Do you know <laughs> right. Jesus? Why don't you know Jesus? This is what right. he said you have to do, blah, blah, blah. And by the end, I've, I've either broke them down or they punch them in the face. All right. But that's not right. what it is. So you take all three of them and put them together, and I always thought of witnesses and be that th- those three things together. And it's not. As, it, as the author leads us to believe, it's sharing part of your life in such a way that will draw them, hopefully, teach them a little bit one step closer to Jesus. I think it was, I may get the name wrong here, but one of the early church fathers, one of the early church writers, I think it was St. Augustine, basically said, you're supposed to be witnessing in everything you do, and sometimes you even have to speak. That was St. Augustine. That's that's encouraging. That's encouraging. Say that again? You're supposed to be, in paraphrasing, you're supposed to be witnessing in everything you do, and sometimes you even have to speak. Okay. Profound. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is, that, that that's is, very profound. Yeah. That is awesome. And I'll give you an example. 
because I, I don't do it as much as I used to, but about three years ago, I was an on-call chaplain over here at uh, Sugarland Methodist. And I would get, uh, was on call generally from 7 in the evening till 7 the following morning on weekends. Grave. Weekend grave. Yes. Yeah. And... Car accidents, gunshots. Well, you, the, yeah. the point is, you never knew what the circumstances or the situation was that you were going to walk into. So as a result, the only preparation that you could do was basically pray, Father, give me the wisdom, give me the discernment, and give me the perseverance to do what I'm supposed to do and be what I'm supposed to be. 95% mm -hmm. of the time, it wasn't what I said, it was simply the fact that I was there and I was helping or empathizing or being with somebody that was going through a very traumatic, traumatic family situation or friend situation. Mm -hmm. So it's giving your time. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You may not say a word. Caring. It's the compassion it, yes, and everything is. and the empathy. And it was gives. the fact that I was there to help them and I never knew what they needed help with. I never knew, and I would always be willing, to, willing and available to read scripture or pray, but a lot of times, if it was a death in the family situation, it was helping them, what do I do? Now that my loved one is laying there dead, what do I do? What's next? So it was a matter of helping them work through the next two hours, work through the next 24 hours, and I had no formal training in that, but it was the Holy Spirit that was guiding me because every single situation that I went in, and I must have gone on 50 or 60 in, the, in that period of time that I was doing it, they were all different. But see, that's the thing about this podcast and this class, teaching men and giving them the opportunity to prepare to man up. Mm -hmm. You manned up in that situation even though you personally did not feel prepared. But the thing about it is the Holy Spirit well, prepared you. Exactly. And I was the vessel that allowed the Holy Spirit to work through me. To I'm, witness and to be with that individual in that circumstance. What I feel that I've done in my life by going to church, and there was a lot of times, I can tell you, that I went to church on autopilot. I'll be the one to admit it. Where you're just sitting there, but you're thinking something totally... You're doing the man thing. You're there, but you're not really there. You're on the World Series. Well, that's right, or whatever. Yeah, kind of like tonight. My wife said people were going to be in the choir with the headset on. Singing, land of the free... Oh, wrong song. But I was getting my faith credits stored up. I had a sister die at the age of 40 mm -hmm. from breast cancer. Mm -hmm. She had three children, one in particular very, they were all young, but one was very young. Mm -hmm. And I was at church 
spending those faith credits that I had built up from all those previous years. And there's moments in men's life and you as a man have to participate. You have to be man up. You're a leader whether you acknowledge it or not in your circle of influence, among your family, among your co-workers, among your neighbors, whether you accept it or not, you are looked upon as a leader. And there's going to be those difficult times that nobody's going to know what to do. But because you have those faith credits, and I kind of see it as well, the apostles in the part, same way. Part of it, and this goes into what Larry said in his story and what you said. Part of being a man and manning up as a Christian to be able to witness is a being willing to be that vessel mm-hmm. for the Holy Absolutely. Spirit when we have to be. And I think, and and that's really, and that we're going to explore this much more next week when we start talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that occurs. But that's really the purpose of it. It's really to empower us to be able to do those things to witness, to be caring, to be available. And it's different than empathy like we have as human beings for one to another, caring that we have as human beings for one to another. It is at a deeper level that exists outside of this sphere of existence. And as we get ready to move forward with it, being being available is the man thing at that point. And, and that... And there are times, because guys, guys, a couple things we're good at, one good thing we're at, we're good at shutting it down. Absolutely. And, and, and moving on. Absolutely. You know, I, I got things to do. I got places to or be. Or procrastinating. Or oh, we're good at both. We're good right. at both. I mean, that, that, that's the same <laughs> as you put off to the mark. Right, that's the opposite end of the same spectrum, though. Or, yeah. or we do both at the same time. Right. We shut it yeah. out so we can procrastinate on it. Right. Well, and also to recognize, and you kind of talked about this, to recognize that every person that we come in contact with, we're not going to bring the the prize back home. Because sometimes we're simply the sowers, sometimes we're the nurturers, and Mm -hmm. if we're really, really Mm -hmm. lucky... We're the harvesters. Oh, very well said. Oh, that's very yeah. well said. Absolutely. I'm glad we actually had this on, you know, record. Yeah. yeah. We can go back to that. That's really, really good. I, I the, 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 the pastor has earned his seat at the table. That's right. Yeah. 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 And that's hard for us because it is. guys, especially if, okay, especially if we want to fix it. Well, we want to fix it. Well, and there's two parts to this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess in this room, only one of us has ever done real farm work and I may be to- Kyle I'm not sure if y'all done any I know because we know Bill has just small garden farm okay. but it was half acre <laughs> yeah. acre size so right. I mean it was okay. a, a project I had, I had a flower pot one time yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I've got a flower pot of basil I mean we all yeah, have that my, my, but but as far as understanding that analogy all right. us as western men for the most part we don't relate. That's right. And especially, and, and we take it, let me take it another step. So us as Western men, we don't relate to the agrarian economy of plant it, water it, do the weeding, do all that, and then reap the harvest. 
But we also live this world in instant gratification. If I want to know the World Series, my phone is turned over right now because Kyle doesn't want to know. I can pick my phone up, flip over, and I'm going to know what the score is. Right. right. And, and before, right. until 10 years ago, or 5 years ago even, I would have had to have got to my car, turn the radio on, and, and then wait for the score. And then wait for somebody to say the score. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but also going to the farming analogy, though, mm-hmm. is this. There is different uh, quality levels of care for that field. Oh, yeah. Some farmers plant, throw some fertilizer on it, go to uh, go on vacation and come back when it's ready to be harvested. So it's how I do my yard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but there's other, there's other people that nurture it, that make sure it's watered. That check on it every day. Fertilize and stay on. Stick their finger in. How how deep is the water level in the soil? Absolutely, you know. And but what Pastor said though, which is so profound, is this: unlike every farmer I know, they pick their crops, and those their crops are theirs. (coughs) But like Pastor said. We may not even, we don't know where we are in the equation, mm-hmm. and only occasionally will we get to pick Sweet. and or keep the crop. Oh, and I, I like what what Larry said, too. It, it, if we're lucky enough, we're the ones that get to do the harvest. Right. Because there, there are very few people that we know for sure we're the ones that led them to Christ. Whether... Right. Exactly. We we may have grabbed it at the end, but what mm-hmm. happened in the middle or you know, and, and you guys all know I work up in the youth department. I have no clue how many kids' lives I've impacted. Right. And it's been a blessing to me when I've run into and I have run into kids that I taught fifteen years ago. You know, April Robertson. Right. I, I somebody came up and they were talking to Amanda Schulte, who teaches up in our youth department now. And somebody, and Amanda and I are standing there talking, and one of the kids, one of our little sixth graders come up and go, oh, you two know each other. And Amanda goes, oh, yeah, he taught me Sunday school. And the right. kids are just like, oh, right. wow. Well, and, and, and you never know the impact you have on a yeah, person's no, life absolutely. unless you're willing to share it. My chief in the Navy mm-hmm. was the meanest bastard, and I will say bastard to me on, on this podcast. But you know what? He's my Facebook friend now. All these years later. And he not only he tells me that he liked me, he remembered me. Are you kidding me? How many guys went through was oh, he yeah. rude to? And he, was a master, and he was a master chief? No, he was a senior chief. Senior he wasn't chief. a master chief. But still, he was still. Oh, yeah, he, <laughs> he had, he. How many hash marks did he have? Oh man, two more than more than I can count, you know. And it's so funny. My kid asked me, "Dad, what's it like to give an order?" I go, "I, I have no idea. I took a lot, but I never gave one." Right, same you know. So, but I mean, but I, and I remember him vividly and his impact, you know. And, and <clears throat> you just never know. Well, and you know, actually, Larry's on fire because apparently Larry said earlier. You've been quoted several times. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, Larry said. It's you know, the Larry, Larry said. The Larry so apparently show. you're on fire tonight, which right. is what this is all about as well. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. Right. We're going to anoint you with fire. 
right. that you know moving forward in this you know these guys are waiting for this and you know it's the setup to it but moving forward you know you're anointed with the holy spirit you're going out with exuberance that you don't even know how to contain you're bouncing off the walls and we've all been like that you're so excited that you can barely contain yourself. Mm -hmm. You look like you're doing the pee pee dance, but it's just because you got so much adrenaline going that you're ready to go. The light bulb went off, and they're just dying to do it. And you know, I, I can't even fathom what that's got to be like. I've never had that fire that these 12, 20 some odd people up in this upper room experienced that day. I mean. Uh, Probably a room not too much different than this. Maybe just a slightly bigger because you had a few more people. But All right. I mean, imagine looking around and Larry's talking in a language that he doesn't know. Right. And Robert over here is... Well, he's always talks in a language. <laughs> well, well, that's very true. But he's deciding yeah. that language. And, you know, well, things and, are going and, on. And, you and walk outside, there's the, a leper, and you're doing when, that when like Jesus When we get to that, that, that's one of the amazing. things that I'm always amazed by because I have... No gift for languages whatsoever. I took a year of German, a couple of months of Spanish, and I took a year of Koine Greek. I do not have a talent for it at all. None. That put it this way: when when they were talking, you know, if you're called to foreign, nope, not me, because <laughs> I just do not have a talent for languages. I really have no fathoming for when we discuss that. Where Kyle's over here talking German, and I'm talking English back to Kyle, but I'm understanding what Kyle says. And Kyle's understanding what I'm saying in English, right. even though he doesn't speak English, all he speaks is German. Mm -hmm. That just blows me away when right. I think You're going to lose the audience. You're talking about the next lesson, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, 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 we're I'm, you know, a teaser. I guess let's that, talk about something real quick. Let's yeah, let's we, wind this one well, down. No, let's, 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 go back, okay. let's, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's back up. We'll talk about it just for a second. Right. I, I, I look at the beginning of the church in three, three steps, three occurrences. Okay. One, Jesus came. Okay. He first showed, then he taught what he showed. And all that was with compassion, 90% of the time. 98% of the time was with cat, compassion, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then he was put to death. That's the end of the first occurrence. The second occurrence, he reappears. And I mean, it's just tremendous to the apostles to say, oh, he's back. He really is coming back. He told us the truth. He's going to be alive again. And then, and, But he tells them, no, it's not what you think it is. You're going to be the ones that take the third occurrence over here, and you're going to take it, and you're going to present the gospel, what I presented to you. And they don't really know what it's going to be. So did they know it was going to be this overwhelming power, which you shared about, you guys shared about it so far, and it'll be in the next lesson. Um, and if you guys remember what that first sharing when the Holy Spirit impacts them, Peter goes out, and he does it lovingly and sensitively, go up to people and say, you needed to accept Jesus. He goes oh, out and say, no. you bunch of jerks, you kill the Messiah. And, and <laughs> I can get to look at the last minute. Right. But after that, after that, after that first presentation of the gospel is hit like a cannon, and it works, because yeah. you don't know what the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to do. Right. He may lead you to stand up on the corner and preach, that, and He may a, lead you to just right. help somebody sensitively, and go sit and listen to them when a loved one has died. But the, the initial impact we see is like a cannon. After that, 
the way you witness to people all around you, because they, most everybody's heard the gospel in the United States or heard of it. So now you want to show them, which is they the have first an awareness thing. of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have awareness of it. And so we, what we're called to do, according to the author here, is is to share it with them by showing the gospel. Right. Am I correct? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's, 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 that's an excellent. Yeah, that's an, you brought that's up an, an interesting point, and uh, I ran into a guy uh, not long ago. I, you know, for my work, I do insurance, and you know, I'm looking for people with Medicare, so I do all kinds of different events. I was working at a food bank, and uh, as I pull my car up to it, you know, start unloading, and all there's a guy just sitting there up against the the building uh, on the ground, and he's reading his Bible. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, I don't remember exactly, I've got a photo of it, you know, something Jesus loves you, you know. And uh, I got to talking to him. He was extremely well-read, um, very, very nice guy. And he says, you know, my, my sign doesn't say give me money. He says, yes, I live on the street. And he says, but I'm two years recovering addict. And I'm out here preaching to the people on the street. And that's what he felt called to do was his wow. mission oh, after yeah. recovering from addiction and being a homeless yes. man addicted to drugs or whatever he was on right. he's now recovered as sober as could be and he says you know i'll get five bucks he says i'll go and i'll buy five burgers across the street at whatever and i'll hand them out as i'm walking down the street and just talking to people I you know? go and, and so that's uh, very Probably interesting the same guy yeah but we, anyway. That's fascinating. Yes. We never know what we're going to be called to do. Mm. Right. No, you know, we don't. And, and how God will spin the circumstances that you're in today. You know, so right. many of us get focused on what's happening right this minute. Right. And we forget to look at the big picture of what's to come next. Oh, we're good at that as guys. Well, and we're we think really we are. We have a preconceived notion of where we think we ought to be going. <laughs> and God's plan is somewhere out <laughs> oh, there. With, with that detour, the... We pause and put blinders on. Mm -hmm. We don't look at the big picture and we focus on, and then we procrastinate so we don't. Yeah, Bill, you're right. This is the hardest thing for guys to do. Right. Because, right. because this goes against everything we are as men. Right. It, it really does. You know, as, as we started out with, you know, we're very focused on we got to do this, we got to do that. So we missed the big picture, as Larry and Kyle just talking mm -hmm, about. Mm -hmm. You know, as Bill talked about, you know, we procrastinate. Guilty as charged. Right. You know, after we put the blinders on and ignore it, then we procrastinate on doing it. So we really miss the entire picture right? as guys. And I think that that's what makes, and, and pro probably what's going to make Acts a really good study for us. You, you know, we, we joked when we did Genesis that, we could never make Genesis interesting for eight weeks, and darn. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It, it was, was awesome. Great. It was great. And Acts is going to just be incredible. Yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. So, And I hope you've enjoyed this. This is like our 30th podcast, and we're starting the new uh, lesson series, Going Viral, The Birth and Advance of the Church. And this was lesson one. Mission instructions. I'm going to go around the room one more time with the fellas and have them give their takeaways of this lesson. And go ahead and start with Pastor. Well, 
I guess kind of like what I was saying early on is that we have our preconceived ideas and I'm sure they had their preconceived ideas of where they were supposed to be going and what they were supposed to be doing. Don't you know that's true? But sometimes, many times, often, God has other plans. Mm -hmm. And as we go through this this book of Acts, uh, I think I think they're going to find out that God had a lot of different plans for them. Right, right. <laughs> Judge. All right. Um, Folks, uh, what, what I took away from the lesson, uh, the author of the lesson, wants us to realize that what Jesus did when he was walking on the earth and teaching was that he first showed his compassion and then he explained to him why he did it. And he wants us to know that, you know, if you're afraid of witnessing, if you're afraid to talk about uh, Christ, then do something nice for somebody and look for the opportunity to share a little bit about why you did it. And if that door opens up, then... You've just witnessed, right? Uh, excellent, excellent. Uh, Professor? Don't be afraid to look beyond yourself and to stay open to the Holy Spirit and listen. Because I think that's, that's the, the mission of Acts. Because we'll see over and over again where when prompt, it, the, the story literally starts out when prompted by the Spirit mm -hmm. and then we get right. this whole litany of what they did. Right. And I think that's something we... As men, we don't do well because we have so many other distractions and right. things going on. Yeah. Deacon? Um, I'm going to take my minute. There's a little box. Yes, it's from Lesson 2, but it's... Okay. Give uh, something to percolate, I believe, is what you say all the time there, Bill. Right. Um, the little box in here is how to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to reside in you when you commit yourself to Jesus as Lord and Savior. That's very good. Yes. By faith, thank God for the Spirit's indwelling and remain active in serving God. Daily, turn your thoughts, desires, wills, emotion, and body over to the Holy Spirit's control. Deny selfish and sinful impulses and yield to God's will and values. Fill your mind with God's truth and thoughts by reading and memorizing God's word. And lastly, obey God's truths and follow his guidance. Excellent. Yeah, that's good advice. This has been the 30th podcast. Uh, my name is Bill Cox. I'd just like to throw in uh, one final thought, and that is there is a mission for your life. Be receptive. It will be given to you. I have no doubt. On behalf of the Man Up group, uh, we have a Facebook page, which is at man-up. You can find us on SoundCloud or on iTunes under Man Up, Bill Cox. Uh, that, that way you'll find the right Man Up. <clears throat> and also we have a Twitter feed. Uh, follow, believe follow it. With Follow us on Twitter because I actually post quotes from the oh, night as we, as we are talking. And, and, <laughs> all right, and we got a couple, and we got a couple, and, and that's under Man Up too. So if you're, we, we encourage each of you out there to join a Bible-based church. If you're up in Sugarland, come and see us at Sugarland Baptist Church. But join a adult Bible fellowship or Sunday school class, a men's only group. And if there isn't one there, go ahead and start one. I'm Bill Cox. This is Man Up.
Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.